You're listening to the Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show. It's a podcast for kids and their parents, and it's made by Athena and her dad. They're comedians. It's the Whoopi Chicken Podcast. Whoopi Chicken Podcast. Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, kids of all ages, welcome to the Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show! Whoopi Chicken Podcast, Whoopi Chicken Podcast, Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show! <laughs> Alright! Yeah! My name is Athena, and with me, as always, is Daddy! Hello, I'm the dad, the father figure, Ivan! I'm the host of the Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show, and Daddy is my sidekick. He's also the band. And the sound effects guy. Yeah. During the show, we play a bunch of musical instruments. Uh, okay. Some of them Daddy made himself. And a bunch of other stuff. Other stuff! We have a great show for you. We've got a great show for you today. But first... But first... Hey, Daddy, yeah, what, what are we it? doing today? Oh, what are we doing today? Okay, well, I should tell... I should tell. Yes, and I shall tell. tell. So today we have a special presentation. So all of our irregular listeners will know that this is an unusual format for the Whoopi Chicken Podcast Show. If you're a new listener, you might want to go back and check out... The last episode, which was Little Chocolate Donuts, episode number 58. Oh, really? Already? And that'll give you a good idea of what we do regularly on the show. And then you could work your way backwards or forward. But for this episode and for the next, I don't know, few episodes, we're going to be doing a special presentation. Ooh. There's a story that Athena wrote. And we're going to present that for you in parts. And it is called The Rocky Burns Strange Weather Special. It is written by Athena, and it will be read by the author, with additional voices by Daddy. So presented by Whoopi Chicken. So without further ado, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, kids of all ages, Whoopi Chicken presents the Rocky Burns Strange Weather Special. Chapter One, The Diner. Do you know of a town called Dead Crow? The detective asked. I'm sure you don't, but then again, perhaps you do. The man the detective was talking to was an empty-hearted trucker who wanted to get back inside his truck. It was sunset and the sky looked like rain. I've gotten myself turned around, the detective pleaded. I know where it is, but I don't. The trucker was getting rather sick of this fool in a trench coat with a slippery voice. So, the trucker replied, Eh, neither do I. Irritated, the trucker tugged on his sleeve and straightened his suspenders. So I head up this road then? The detective asked. The trucker ran his hand across his mouth and jaw before replying, Okay, okay. And turn left? The detective checked. Okay, okay. The trucker turned his attention back to the sky. Clumps of gray clouds the color and shape of dirty cotton balls were lingering above the diner. A streak of blue lightning zipped through the lowest clouds. The trucker rubbed his face again. 
pulled his keys out of his pocket, and started for the truck. The gravel made painfully loud crunching sounds under his feet. There was a rumble of thunder and the sky split open, sending sheets of pouring rain down from the heavens. There was only an empty lot to fill with mud and an ancient diner to clean, but the detective figured that the rain would take a while to stop. The detective called after him. Is the diner open? Okay, okay. The trucker hopped in his truck and drove off, oblivious to what the detective had asked. The detective eyed the grimy-looking diner with its neon signs and shrugged. If the trucker had confirmed it, it must be open. The detective made sure that last Monday's newspaper was folded under his arm and walked to the diner. Inside, the walls were painted yellow. The booths and stool tops were red vinyl. The floor was a black-and-white checkerboard of stained stick-on tile. The windows were unforgivably dirty. It was one room, and it felt cramped and bright, like a small furniture showroom filled with vinyl. The place smelled like chili and potatoes, spicy, meaty, and unpleasantly oily. Despite the unpleasantness of the oil smell, the chili and potatoes combination was surprisingly inviting, like a kitchen in a childhood home that's filled with dust, but still smells like someone's been cooking. There was a waitress behind the counter, in a plain black dress and a white apron, as though she was going to a funeral. She had blonde hair that fell almost to her shoulders. Her name tag said Alice, but the detective knew that her name wasn't actually Alice. The waitress was eating a bagel covered in cottage cheese. This was apparently normal for her, because she didn't seem disgusted. The waitress barely glanced up before asking, "'What do you want?' The detective found this a little bit off-putting, but he decided to get it over with. So, without looking at the menu, he said, A large slice of ham, half a piece of toast with one side burnt and the other one untouched, two packs of butter, and the coffee. Are you sure about the coffee? The waitress double-checked. The detective wasted no time in replying. No, but then again, I'm not sure I like cigars, but that doesn't mean I never smoked them. The waitress frowned. The coffee'll be cold because the machine's broken. The detective took a page out of the trucker's playbook. Okay. That was good enough for the waitress. Once she walked into the kitchen, the detective sat down at the counter and opened last Monday's newspaper. He began to fill out the crossword, but remembered all of the answers, having read last Tuesday's newspaper. That took away some of the fun of filling in the crossword. So, the detective stopped filling in the crossword and waited for the waitress to return. The waitress returned with the promised ice-cold cup of coffee. "'I'm burning the toast right now,' she said pleasantly. The detective hated pleasant people, because in his experience, pleasant people always wanted something you could never give them, like hope or candy or a tip. Unpleasant people, on the other hand, hardly ever wanted anything— because they were too nasty, and they knew it, so they never expected hope or candy or tips. The waitress returned to her bagel and cottage cheese, and after a moment of silence asked, Where are you from? I don't like to talk about it, the detective said shortly. He glanced out the window to see if the rain had slowed. It hadn't. The detective miserably returned to his crossword. What brings you to Dead Crow? I'm a detective. Oh. 
Smoke began pouring from the kitchen, and as the waitress hurried away to deal with it, the detective realized that he must be in the city called Dead Crow right now, or the waitress wouldn't have asked him what brought him to Dead Crow. The detective looked sideways at the cold cup of coffee. It glared back. The waitress came out of the kitchen with a plate pouring smoke. It was the detective's toast. Do you get many customers here? The detective casually took a sip of the ice-cold coffee and then quietly spit it back into the cup, disgusted. Plenty of truckers and the occasional realtor, the waitress admitted. I met a trucker on my way in. He was perfectly unpleasant. The detective considered his crossword. Eight down, four letters, not living. Deceased? Eh, uh, that has more than four letters. The waitress chewed on her bagel and thought. The detective reached for his pocket dictionary and then remembered that he had left it in Deadwood. Bother, he muttered. What's a four-letter word for not living? Dead, said someone. The waitress looked up. The detective whirled around on the stool, which was easy to do since the stool top spun. Behind them stood a drenched but serious-looking older woman in a dark suit. She carried a purse, had long gray hair, and the aura of a realtor. Thank you for the help with the crossword, Ms. The detective muttered, still getting over his surprise. The lady frowned. My name is Artemis Lady, so I suppose you can call me Ms. Lady. Alice, said the waitress. Your name isn't Alice, said the realtor. How do you know? The waitress was offended. Because, because you, you don't, don't look, look like, like an Alice. Alice, the detective and the realtor said at the same time. The realtor glared at the detective. The waitress sniffled a little. I always wanted to be an Alice. You see, my real name is... Who cares? The realtor exclaimed. We're reined in here, but we don't need to listen to each other babble about nonsense. The realtor reached into her purse and produced a nauseatingly thick book. She opened it up to page one and began reading. The waitress tentatively asked, Would you like anything to... The realtor interrupted. Granola, plain granola, and a coffee. Oh, the waitress said quietly, and then slipped into the kitchen. The detective clumsily tried his hand at small talk. So, you're a realtor, yes? The realtor turned to page two of her book. The rain rattled on the roof. One of the lights above the counter flickered. The detective cleared his throat. <coughs> Sure hope the lights don't go out. The realtor frowned. Shh! The waitress returned with the realtor's coffee and a small bowl of granola. The single room grew uncomfortably silent as the waitress and the detective watched the realtor read. After a moment, there was a sort of scratching at the door. Come in, the waitress called. The door swung open and in walked a scruffy-looking golden retriever with some sort of computer box hanging around his neck. The dog said, Horrible weather, isn't it? Shh, snapped the realtor without looking up. But that's a dog, the detective cried, a little bit scared now. Did you just talk? What are you? The dog seemed to frown. I am a dog. My name is Box. I am seeking shelter from the storm. The dog spoke with a British accent as though he was a rich gentleman. Uh, uh, uh are you lost? The waitress stammered. 
The dog made a sniffing sound. I should hope not. The dog jumped up onto the stool between the realtor and the detective. He sniffed the air. Do you have chili here? The realtor slammed her book shut and whirled around. Will you please... Ah! Oh my gosh, it's a dog! The dog growled a little. Yes, I am a dog. Where did you come from? The realtor said, holding the book up in front of her like a shield. The dog turned away from her and addressed the detective. I'd rather not talk about it. The detective shivered. That was almost exactly the same thing he had told the waitress before the realtor's arrival. The waitress looked at the dog. Uh, would you, you lack something to, to eat? The dog took a long sniff of the air. Chili. The waitress frowned. Yes, but it's very spicy. The dog barked. I have a refined palate. I can handle spice. Okay. The waitress backed off and then went into the kitchen again. The dog turned back to the detective. Do you have a cigar? The detective patted himself down, searching for a cigar, and then spied an old cigar machine in the far corner. It was near one of the grimy windows. As the detective scraped together fifty cents for the dog's cigar, the door flew open again. This time, it was a young lady who would generally be classified as a goth. She had short, dark hair and wore a long, dark dress and purple boots that clacked when she walked across the faux tiles. She carried an old-fashioned black velvet drawstring bag, which she carried over to a chair on the detective's left. The goth girl looked at the dog. Hey. Good evening, the dog replied. The goth girl looked at the detective. Your dog can talk? The realtor said, Do you people ever shut up? The detective said, Here's your cigar, Bucks. And the waitress said, Here's your chili. And the cowboy said, Howdy! Wait. The detective thought, Cowboy? Apparently, another customer had entered while he was at the cigar machine. The cowboy ignored the fact that everyone was surprised to see him and said, Name's Wayne. Good luck I found this place. Power's out everywhere else. Well, if the power goes out here, we'll blame you, the goth girl replied. Then the lights flickered once, then a second time, then cut out completely. The realtor cursed, stalked over to the cowboy, and whacked him with her book. You jerk! The dog grumbled. Chapter 2 The Seance and the Story Would anyone like to play poker? The cowboy asked. There was a faint rustle as he produced a deck of cards from his pocket. The realtor slammed her book down on the counter. Why and for what and how? Oh, to pass the time, the cowboy replied, shuffling the cards. And just for fun. The realtor snorted indignantly. That would be a good idea, the goth girl mused. But we don't have any light, stupid. The waitress whispered, uh, I think there's some candles in the back. I'll go get them. Good plan, the dog whispered back through his cigar. The detective frowned and whispered, Why are we whispering? Lightning struck, illuminating the diner. It was followed closely by a loud clap of thunder that rattled the windows. 
Boy, that's a big storm, the cowboy said, sounding excited. The waitress returned with ten tall candles of various colors and half a pack of matches. Once they were lit and standing crookedly in blobs of their own wax on the counter, there was enough light to see by, but the light was also eerie and yellow. There were a few uncomfortable minutes which passed in silence, punctuated only by the dog puffing on his cigar and the realtor turning the pages of her book. Suddenly, the goth girl cleared her throat. Ahem! <clears throat> you know what? No, and I don't care to, the realtor mumbled without looking up. I think we should have a seance, the goth girl said, sounding very pleased with herself. The detective spluttered. What? Why? The lighting is perfect, and plus, it's not like we have anything to do, the goth girl said. The realtor frowned into her book. I'd rather not. The dog breathed out a smoke ring and mumbled. Why not? It'll be interesting. The cowboy nodded in agreement. The waitress appeared to be warming up to the idea. The detective wasn't so enthusiastic, but he was also bored and had finished his crossword. Listen up, the realtor announced. I don't have to talk to or care about you people. I will not participate in a seance. The cowboy grinned. No one said you had to. It was just an idea. The realtor picked up her coffee and moved to one of the booths by the window. Don't talk to me. Okay, the waitress said. How do we do this? Well, everyone stands in a circle and holds hands, the goth girl explained. I don't have hands, the dog protested. The detective sighed. <sighs> we'll hold your paws, then, the cowboy said agreeably. The goth girl continued. Then the leader calls on the spirits to give us a sign that they're here. The detective raised his hand. Oh, what spirits are we calling on? The goth girl frowned. Oh, I forgot about that part. The realtor turned the page of her book. <laughs> Does anyone have a spirit they would like to summon? The goth girl asked. The dog spat his cigar into the realtor's granola to put it out. I do. Well, who is it? The goth girl asked, rubbing her hands together. I would like to summon the spirit of George Washington. The dog replied. The realtor's head snapped up. What now? The detective gaped. The waitress blinked in confusion. Okay, sure. The ghost of George Washington. The goth girl rubbed her hands together again and muttered, It's getting cold in here. Did we already summon George Washington by saying George Washington so many times? The cowboy wondered aloud. Now, the waitress explained, the heat just shut off. The goth girl shivered. Oh! Let's get on with the seance. I'm very excited to meet George Washington. Ruff! The dog barked, dancing in a small circle. Everyone except the realtor got into a circle in the middle of the single room and held hands. Um, the goth girl took a deep breath and then spoke. <sighs> oh, spirits, please send us George Washington so that someone can talk to him. 
Send us a sign when he arrives. There was a long and comfortable silence. Suddenly, a very pale figure appeared in the middle of the circle. It was the ghost of George Washington. The realtor looked up from her book and said, Holy, oh my, it worked! George Washington looked around, a little bit panicked. Well, where am I? What in the name of the Lord is going on here? George Washington! The dog barked excitedly. Wow, I'm finally meeting George Washington! The goth girl was speechless. I did not expect that to work at all. The detective stared. Yo, we summoned the spirit of George Washington. Where am I? George Washington demanded. Um, we're having a seance, the waitress whispered. Yeah. The cowboy agreed. I mean, not that it's not amazing that it actually worked, but, uh, I don't know how to say this. You've been dead for, like, two hundred years, the goth girl muttered. George Washington didn't even blink. Then he fell over backwards onto the stick-on tiles with a very quiet thump. The waitress stared. I didn't know ghosts could faint. The dog whimpered. I didn't even get to ask him my questions, and I had a very long list of questions. The goth girl shrugged. Sorry? The cowboy picked up his deck of cards and asked, Well, now what do we do? We have a ghost on our floor and no heat. The realtor exhaled heavily. Her breath was visible in a cloud of steam that hung in the air for a moment. Then she said to the cowboy, we're all going to die in here from the cold, and it's all your fault, you, you, you jinx! The goth girl frowned. You know, she's right. You are a jinx. Now, wait a minute. I didn't shut off them lights on purpose. The waitress added, Well, you might as well have. The dog howled. Hmm, I'm too young to freeze in this hole-in-the-wall joint! Hole in the wall, the waitress protested. This is the only shelter protecting you from the elements. We could all go sit in our cars instead of keeping you company, Alice. The realtor shot back. Yeah, we don't need to waste time with you. You're pathetic. Let's all wait in our cars, the goth girl agreed. The detective cleared his throat. <clears> throat> I don't have a car. I walked all the way from Barrettsville. The cowboy whistled. That is the big city. The really big city. The realtor snorted. It's not the the big city. And besides, I doubt he hiked over state lines. And why do you doubt that I hiked all the way in the name of the law? The detective asked. The dog piped up. I don't have a car either. Really? The realtor seemed genuinely surprised. I thought you would own a car, given all of the smoking and the talking. <sighs> George Washington groaned from the floor. The waitress looked around and then said, When we brought the ghost of George Washington here, 
I figured we were a team. So, before everyone wanders out into the rain, we need to figure out how to get this ghost back to whence he came. The goth girl nodded in agreement. Sounds like a plan. Everyone grabbed hands again. The goth girl spoke. Oh, spirits, we really don't need George anymore. He also passed out, so maybe you should take him back. Uh, thanks? There was a pathetic breeze, and the ghost of George Washington vanished from the floor. <laughs> the realtor closed her book and stood up. Thank goodness that's over. See you never. And with that, she started towards the door. Wait, the waitress cried. What if the roads aren't safe? The realtor sighed. I'm sure they're fine. It's just a little rain and lightning. Please don't go before I check the weather, the waitress begged. I have a hand crank radio in the back. The waitress dashed away to get the hand crank radio. The realtor checked an imaginary watch. I have a flight out of Dead Crow to catch. I really don't need this. The cowboy had picked up his deck of cards and was shuffling them again. You really think planes will be flying now, ma'am? The realtor sniffed. Planes will fly in every weather, what's-his-face? Wayne, the dog supplied. I don't care. The waitress returned with the radio. Let's see what the weather says. She cranked the radio while the detective fiddled with the knobs. Soon, a crackly voice could be heard saying, Welcome to the Rocky Burns Horror Hour. I'm Mayor Edwin Poe. And in lieu of our usual program, we have a severe weather update. Hailstorm approaching the Dead Crow area, northeast from Black Pine. Hailstones are reportedly large enough to do serious damage. <laughs> Check back in an hour for Mr. Burns' usual critique of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. And another weather update from Black Pine Central Weather. Stay off the streets, stay greedy, and stay safe. The detective turned the radio down. Fine, the realtor sighed. I'll stay, but I won't like it. You wasted my time by taking so long with the granola and the pointless conversation. I should be on my plane now. The detective tried for a friendly smile. Sorry we wasted your time, Miss Lady. You should be sorry, she retorted. Where were you headed? The dog politely inquired. None of your business. The realtor sat back down and opened her book. The cowboy smiled. Well, as long as we're all stuck here, we might as well play goldfish or something. The detective took a sip of his cold coffee and cringed. I thought you wanted to play poker. Do you want to play poker? The cowboy asked. 
The goth girl said, What I want to do is find out what brought everyone to the diner. You mean telling stories? The detective was immediately intrigued. He had listened to his fair share of stories, mostly alibis, and he found stories very interesting. The realtor closed her book. There is a time and a place for making up stories. It is not now or here. Hmm. Oh, come on. Please. The dog whined, doing his best puppy eyes. Yes, we are all very bored, the detective added. Besides, it wouldn't be a made-up story. It would be your uh, non-fiction. Hmm, said the realtor. I like non-fiction. Of course you do, the cowboy groaned. The waitress glared at him. Be nice. This should be a safe haven. The cowboy looked down at his cards, embarrassed. Where should I start the story? The realtor interrupted. The day you were born, the goth girl cried. The detective said, The last week. The last twenty years, the cowboy suggested. The dog barked. When the trouble started. How about, the waitress murmured tentatively, wherever you want. The realtor took a sip of her coffee and said, Well, the trouble started last week. So I guess I'll start on the day I was born. The goth girl opened her mouth to say how little sense that made, but the realtor interrupted her. It was raining on the day I was born. It was one unlucky day in December, in a place in Wyoming that no one remembers. There was a bank robbery. It was pouring rain, and the reporters could hardly see the bank. The robbers could hardly see the getaway car. It was on this day in a very small town in Wyoming that Artemis Lady was born. On that night, in the sky, there was an unlucky star. And for some reason, Artemis Lady's birthday would always be unlucky for her. Anyway, fast forward to 60 years later and here I am, the realtor announced, ending the story. I have a question, the detective said. Why did you tell that story in the third person? And what does that have to do with last week? I was being concise, the realtor said. Your turn, trench coat. The detective stared at her. I am not going next. The goth girl sighed and prompted the realtor. But why are you here? How did you get here? Fine, but I get to tell the story in the third person, the realtor said. You can tell the story however you'd like, because this here is a safe haven, the cowboy assured her. The realtor took another sip of coffee. Okay, I will. And the story goes like this. Approximately one week ago, Artemis Lady, a respected realtor, had received news that her uncle had died. Artemis had always been a sensible person, so she decided to go to the funeral and see what she could see. Perhaps her uncle had left her a sizable inheritance. With this thought in mind, she put on her favorite pantsuit and a very expensive jacket and took a plane to the big city. The big city was her uncle's habitat. Much like creatures that have habitats, Artemis's family also had habitats. They settled in one place and rarely left it for any reason. They liked their routines and saw no reason to change them. 
Artemis, of course, was a well-respected realtor, so she was able to get a first-class airplane ticket to the big city. The cowboy cleared his throat. <clears> now, <throat> oh, that seems like an unnecessary number of details, Miss Lady. The realtor glared at him and continued. Once the plane had arrived at the big city, Artemis checked into a prearranged temporary living space. Her hotel was very expensive, just like her jacket. Artemis attended her uncle's funeral. Most people were saying that it was an untimely death and such a tragedy. But Artemis would too? The dog asked. Everyone looked at the realtor with curiosity. She said, Not Artemis, lady. She was a very practical person and a very well-respected realtor. If someone was dead, it was probably just because they were old. That day was Artemis's birthday. She purchased some very expensive flowers for her uncle's grave. Then, on her way back to the airport, she got stuck in a diner in a town called Dead Crow. Artemis was stuck with five idiots in the diner. The idiots liked to talk and talk and talk. All the very well-respected realtor wanted to do was sit down and read her exceptionally long and boring book. The end! The waitress, with the name Alice on her name tag, applauded half-heartedly. That was a boring story said the detective. He was rather disappointed with all of the references to the realtor being a realtor. On top of that, the detective disliked stories written in the third person. Just as the realtor was going to make a retort about the nature of her story, a hailstone shot through the window of the diner. Wow! said the cowboy. Edwin Poe wasn't kidding. It's a podcast for kids and their parents and it's made by Well, tune in next time for the next installment of the Rocky Burns Strange Weather Special, written by Athena and presented by Whoopi Chicken. Ow! Chicken Podcast Show.